Welcome to the Esports Runback. Your weekly look into the world of competitive gaming. I'm Ovlak. And I'm Pinger. We'll be your hosts for a deep dive into movements, games, high scores, strategies, and rankings. Now let's get down to business. Listeners, this is another episode of Esports Runback, and today we're going to be taking a deeper dive into two specific video games, the first one being Rocket League, and the second one being Call of Duty. So to start off with Rocket League, um, it is a vehicular soccer game that is created by Psyonix. So Rocket League, in the competitive scenes, it's going to be teams of 3v3. And basically, you have five minute. The games are five minutes, and then if you're tying, it's overtime. First goal wins. So sometimes that's within ten seconds, and tom- sometimes they play a whole another five minute game, pretty much. And so when you're thinking about the esports life of Rocket League, there's a whole lot of tournaments that've been going on lately, and. Those all come up from, they have the big esports teams and they have the smaller ones and they're also split into Americans and then Europeans also. So you see a lot of different EU teams and American teams and then sometimes the big platforms, they actually combine both of the tournaments to get like the grand champion of the Rocket League teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically um, that's a more broad version of the game with the esports and everything but if you want to break it down rocket league is it's basically you're driving a vehicle and there's a soccer ball that's about probably three four times the size of the car and you have a jump and you have a boost and you can spin and you can hit some pretty crazy goals so there's two nets obviously it's just like soccer but you got a vision you're driving a vehicle so it's a, it's an interesting game um it's a fun game and um there there are ranks to the game um the first rank is bronze and then it goes silver um and then plat or no gold plat diamond champ grand champ supersonic so um most of your casual players i would say range in the anywhere from bronze to plat maybe diamond and then when you get into a competitive scene you get into the champ the grand champs and the supersonics and i mean every every professional and anybody that's going to play in the esports i would say they're anywhere from a grand champ to a supersonic most professionals all the professionals are pretty much supersonics yeah all the all the big guys on the esports teams are like in the top 100 of the supersonics because mm-hmm. once you get the supersonic it starts showing like your ranking mm-hmm. pretty much with your MMR which is your matchmaking rank so once you get up there it's a lot more specific on what actual rank you are but when you're ranking up through bronze through supersonic there's divisions between each rank so you get division 
one, two, and three. And you usually have to win, I don't know, two games or so to go up I one did. division. Yeah. But then if you lose, you usually drop one division. So the ranking system. It's kind of tough. Yeah. It's a little tough to crank up really fast. but And then out of each of new season, you have a uh, 10 placement matches that you have to do, which are unranked. Mm-hmm. Those so, are very crucial. Yeah. And if you want to get a good rank. <laughs> yeah. I think this season I went. Three and ten of my placement matches. Yeah, so that was a good one. Dropped my stuff away. Too. But I only dropped down one rank, so it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been flirting in the D three and champ one range right now. So, I mean, I'm definitely not good enough to be in an esports team or go pro. I think most of the pros have been playing the game since it came out, which is about seven or eight years now. So, yeah. Um, those guys are good. And the difference between just like the Diamond and Champ players to the Grand Champ and Supersonics are night and day pretty much. Yeah. So if you're like, like for me, since I'm same as Cal- or Calvin, me and him are both Diamond 3 and uh, Champ 1 people pretty much. Mm-hmm. And if you turn on a professional esports Rocket League game, those guys are just going crazy. Like that ball will rarely touch the ground. And they're hitting ceiling shots nonstop and pretty much meeting each other, trying to 50-50 it, which means just you guys both hit at the same time and hopefully that you get lucky and win that 50 to go towards your way. And they're doing that like up towards the ceiling. To yeah. where I was going to say, the ball very rarely hits the ground. And if it does hit the ground, then it's on purpose so they can get it up, up back in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, the the Rocket League scene for competitive is, like Chase said, 3v3. Um, you obviously got to have a squad with yourself and two others. And, I mean, you go against three other guys. And normally when you're playing competitive and you're going against um, another team, you play um, it's either a best of five or it's a best of seven. So if you're playing in the first rounds of the tournament, say there's a 16-team tournament, um, the first five rounds will probably be best of three or best of five. So the first one to three wins. And then once you get into the finals, um, you got to win four, four maps. And all the maps are different, but they are the same. They just look different. So it's kind of a visual aspect. There's nothing, nothing different, just same cars, same ball. So yeah, that's basically the, the Rocket League scene competitive and, um, we can migrate over to Call of Duty now if you want to explain kind of Call of Duty. Yeah, so the Call of Duty scene in esports, so depending on which Call of Duty year it's been, is whether it's been 4v4 or 5v5 for the competitive games. And with the new one this year, Vanguard, which is what it's called, they went back to the 4v4. So with Call of Duty you're anywhere between doing search and destroy which is you have a bomb in the middle and you have your four guys and if you die you're out for that round so then it's it's usually played as just like whoever gets the other team killed first because the bomb rarely comes into effect Mm -hmm. when you're playing search and destroy and then you have game modes such as hard point which is there will be various points across the map which is like a little zone and that changes about every 40 seconds, I believe. 
and your team has to try to control that point for as long as they can, and you rack up points that way, and you play to 200. And then another one would be domination, mm-hmm. which is there's three flags, and you have to cap the flags. And the, <clears throat> at the highest point, I think it's 200 points also. Yeah. And so you get those, and you can contest it if you guys are both on at the same time. And then another one is kill confirm sometimes. It depends on the tournament. Yeah. So basically, um, it's 4v4. You're going to have um, your squad and three others going against a squad. And you play a best of – well, you don't play a best of five series. Well, yeah, you do play a best of five series. And the first, um, the first game is always hard point. And then you go to a search and destroy. And then you play a dom. And then you play a hard point again, and then the fifth game is always a search and destroy. So the fifth game can always come down to, you know, that round 11, 2-2, big moments. That's where the big players and all the professionals, most of their games, I would say, go to the round 5 S&D. Yeah, most well, of round them. round 11, but series, in the series, the fifth fifth game. Um, But, yeah, you basically play those. So, I mean, that's how the professionals do it and that's exactly how the esports and all these universities would do it too. So, I mean, it gets competitive and and I'd say a thing that is different from Call of Duty than Rocket League is there's a lot more Call of Duty players out there. You know, everybody plays Call of Duty. Yeah. Almost everybody plays Call of Duty. So, and I I guarantee you at a university there are a lot better players that are better at Call of Duty than Rocket League. Oh, that's for sure. So, I mean, it can be a battle to find a really good Call of Duty player, you know, at a university that's trying to do esports and trying to find a team. That that could be like a tryout. Where Rocket League, you you know, you might get a couple guys that are good at Rocket League. So, yeah, with yeah. Call of Duty, and you think about <clears throat> so. Each year it's just, yep, the different gun metas. Yeah. So some people might be really good one year because, say, like shotguns were the meta. But Mm -hmm. then the next year, some machine guns are meta, and that person's not going to be as good. It goes with, like, boots on the ground Call of Duties, too. So what was it? Probably five, six years ago, they uh, migrated to, um, like, jetpacks. And you could wall run, and, and that was in Advanced Warfare and BO3 and a little bit in BO4. But now Call of Duty's pretty much back to boots on the ground, which there's no jumping, no crazy exosuits that you can use. So it really just comes down to playing headies and movement. Yeah, drop shots and jump shots. Yeah, right? drop shots too. But yeah, I watched, so yesterday there was, for the eSports areas of this there was a match between two of the top professional mat, uh, teams and it was Optic Texas versus LA Thieves which is 100 Thieves and they played a little show match to get the esports series kicked off this year for Vanguard and they did the normal uh, domination search and destroy hardpoint but they kind of switched up a little bit because in this one in the second match Whoever did the worst on a team for each team got kicked out, and the coach actually played the next game. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to see which coaches were actually good at the game and which weren't. But 
the coach from Optic, he was a. Uh, That's another thing we got forgot to mention too mean. that each team will have a coach has to have a coach to uh, compete. So, I mean, in the university esports scene, there would be a coach that would be coaching these four guys and to be going over stretch, you know, just like any other sport at a university. Yeah, and you usually have one extra guy that's able to play almost at all times while you're doing these big matches because say you have one guy that's just off that day or his play style is getting countered really bad by the other team, then you sub him out just for that series, even mm-hmm. if he's one of your top guys if he's not performing, which sometimes that is the coach. It just depends. Like for Rocket League, the coach is usually the one that can sub in sometimes. I've seen in some tournaments. But for Call of Duty, you usually have – you have your sub, and then you have the coach, and then each between each game, each team gets about a minute. It's pretty much like a full timeout in basketball, pretty much to yeah go over all the game plans that you're gonna do throughout the next of the series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's that's basically the um, Call of Duty scene, four v four. A lot more competition in uh, Call of Duty than I'd say Rocket League, but both very difficult games to play and. I mean, just fun games to play, too. Can't go wrong with COD, and you can't go wrong with Rocket League. So <clears throat> that's going to wrap it up for the episode two of the Esports Runback. Thank you for listening. I'm Movac. And I'm Pinger. Signing out.